Hello out there world, this is Corey Brown, welcoming you to episode 8 of the Modern Educator Podcast. I have been taking a hiatus from doing this podcast because I simply ran out of things to say. But uh, in the last couple months, I've had all kinds of experiences in the world of education, so I'm ready to get back in the podcasting game. And the biggest new experience that I've had is I have transitioned high schools. For the last four years, I've been at a high school in inner city Las Vegas, Nevada, and now I have moved to a high school at the edge of the suburban sprawl of Las Vegas. I'm literally looking at the open desert from the south entrance of the school. So this is a, a huge change for me. And uh, I just want to make some comments on my uh, sort of first impressions and my understanding of the, the differences in the school climate and the school culture at these two schools now I, that I've been at here in Las Vegas. Um, I'll start off by saying that my old school was uh, what Title I, majority low income, majority free and reduced lunch, and now my new school is majority middle class, higher income, uh, majority white school. So it is it is very different in the economics and the ethnicity portion of the people I see on campus. Um, the staff at my new school is is generally younger, especially in my department. Uh, there's a lot more people in their 30s, maybe early 40s. At my old school, there seem to be significantly more uh, age teachers. But I would say it's it's still a pretty good mix as far as the staff. I, I am getting a more positive, welcoming vibe from this new staff. Um, and perhaps it's because I've sort of already proven myself to be a, a teacher who has survived so many years on the battle lines, so to say. Um, but I, I will comment on some of the, the other things that I was sort of surprised about. Now, my old school in Las Vegas, in the inner city, because we were Title I, because we had all these check boxes that we were a, a school needing support, the federal government gave bucket loads of Title I money. Like, I was always able to buy textbooks, and we had these computer carts. So our classrooms were full of almost everything we could have asked for. At this new school I'm at on the outskirts of town, I would have assumed that because it is a higher income area, it's a higher level of, of students or something, that we would have those same supports in sort of, I don't know, donations from the community or some support from the community, but we don't have anything. Man, like I'll tell you, before school started, I went to the uh, vice principal over budget and I said, hey, I'm three textbooks short from teaching my AP class. And she said, deal with it too bad and I was like oh man like that's that's crazy uh that I I don't have the books right now I'm, I'm coming up with a solution to get the book so I think we'll be okay but uh wow I I just didn't expect that this quote quote better school would be in a situation where it doesn't even have the textbooks it needs for all of its students um and uh man what, what else can I say there's some other things that I've noticed in the transition between schools is I think that when you've been, and this doesn't even apply to just teaching, when you've been in an organization for four years or more, 
and you see how that organization operates things and sort of uh, what person has these general responsibilities and you sort of get get a sense of of how the the machine works when you go to a similar organization you really tend to notice all the little different um these the small changes like here's here's the example i want to show uh, at my old school if i needed a new stapler i had to go to the upstairs secretary and ask for one if i needed copies i had to go to the downstairs copy room and put in copies at least a week before uh if i needed to call out an absence i had to find the attendance secretary at the front office but at my new school there's one person who can solve all those issues for me i was like wow this is kind of a one-stop shop and i can uh ask this person for copies for uh school supplies and I can put in my absences. So I was like, wow, that's that's really awesome. You can make it all happen in one place. Um, and yeah, that, that part's been kind of refreshing. Uh, I will say though that in the transition to a new school, and really in a transition to any new organization, you do have to sort of relearn who, who you need to talk to, who's the uh, people in charge of maintenance, who can help me get more chairs for my classroom. So I did have to go through this brand new socialization, meeting a lot of people, and that's of course expected. But it's just so weird when I'm like, oh hey, you're the lady in the downstairs office, so you know how to get these kind of supplies for me, right? And she says, I have no idea what you're talking about. So that was, that was a lot of my interactions over the past week. And something that I, I should have expected, but it didn't really enter my mind, was that at my old high school, because I've been there so long, I have a lot of former students who would always come into my classroom before or after school and seek my worldly advice or sometimes just hang out. Uh, now that I'm at this new school, no kids know me. <laughs> and so it's just sort of weird for me to be at school a little early or staying after school a little late and to just not have any visitors. thats It was something I've just grown accustomed to because it, it was just assumed that a, a line of high schoolers would be seeking my wisdom on various elements, but it just, uh, it's not happened. Um, so yeah, that's, that's new. Uh, and as, as far as my reasons for transitioning schools, I was promised a lot of, uh, new opportunities at this new school by uh, the principal that hired me, but that principal found a new opportunity herself. So uh, I, I, I'm not saying that I'm, I'm not going to get what I asked for. I'm definitely getting what I asked for. Yet it, it was weird to have somebody make a promise to you saying that, oh yeah, I'll be your boss. And then they're not actually there to be your boss. Um, but it'll, it'll work out okay. Uh, and as far as the quality of students, I, I guess somewhere in my brain, I assumed that if the school was a higher income, uh, less minority school, then there would be somehow less behavior problems, somehow better academics, somehow, somehow all these sort of statistics you can check off a box. But those assumptions were terribly misled. Because already in the first week of school, I've had some issues with uh, white kids, with uh, 
minority kids with with it. well I, I, you always have issues with kids kids are kids anywhere you go that's the whole point i'm trying to say it's that it it really wasn't a truly quote quote better batch of kids uh over the last four years at my old school like people assumed that oh because it's inner city because it's minority uh majority school that those kids are majority bad kids that they're hard to teach I was doing fine. I was doing excellent work there. Um, at this new school, I'm going to do good work too, but the work will be equally challenging. Um, and man, it was it was weird. Like the first day of school when I would be talking to my students like, yeah, I'm a new teacher here at this high school and I just transferred from a school in inner city Las Vegas. And when I said the name of the school, a lot of kids would go, ooh, oh, oh, Mr. Brown, that school is so bad. But I was like, actually, no, the that school's quite honestly the same as this one. It's just there's different color of skin kids that get taught there. Um, so it it really was teaching me quite a bit about sort of these racialized assumptions that certain groups are easier to reach and certain groups are harder to reach. I, I simply think it's just all about how you compose the message. There, there's no racially different way of being a good teacher. It's just presenting the information in a way that reaches the kids. Uh, I, 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 I don't think there really has to be a a different style or a truly different strategy when the room is all white kids or all Asian kids or all African American kids. It's just, it's just know your content, engage with the audience, and make it make it relevant to them. Um, so yeah, that was that was definitely a big sort of relevation that I've had over the last week. Um, yeah, and I'll also say there's been a lot of new coworkers who've been really outgoing and really excited to having me on board. So uh, I think this will be a, a good year for me. It's definitely going to be a new challenge. So anyway, thanks for listening to The Modern Educator. Peace out.